Central Parish Radio's podcast presents Enforcing Jubilee Series. Listen and be empowered to enforce your perfect jubilee in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Mommy, thank you for this opportunity. Me, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, the Bible says that God wants us to have life and have it more abundantly, isn't it? And he says, I wish above all things that thou mayest and being even as thy soul. So it's the will of God for us to have comprehensive health. And one thing about health is that there are eight dimensions of health, and they are interwoven. If one is going down, if one dimension is going down or is not good, then it's going to affect the other dimension of health. We have our physical health, which has to do with our bodies. Anything that has to do with what you're seeing outside here. Then we have our mental health, your attitude, your thinking. And then you have your occupational health, what you do, your career, and things like that. You have your social health, interaction, relationships with other people. And then you have your environmental health, where you live, where you work, your environment. What does it have to do? Then you have your physical your Medical health, when it now has to do with your system, your organs, and things like that. And then you also have your financial health, which is number seven. You have, when your financial health is also affected, I'm sure you know that every other area of your health affected, and then your psychological health. So, is the will of God for us to be in health? That scripture covers all dimensions of health because it says the, that he wants you to prosper financial prosperity occupational prosperity and be in health health all right even as your soul sorry the eighth one is your spiritual health which is has to do with the spirit and as children of god we already have that scripture to hold on and to hold on it for every area of our health. One thing with us as Christians was that we, many of us, we look more into our spiritual health. And we are so much so particular about our spiritual health and some about our occupational health and some about our financial health that we forget other areas. Remember that John Knox, when he was on earth, he made a statement before he died. He said he still has the word but he has killed this body that is supposed to carry the word. For us to be able to preach to others, we need these bodies to be able to preach, to be able to fulfill our destinies. That's the will of God. So I just want to plead with us today that whatever it takes for you to take care of this body in a way that it will help you to live out your spiritual life, help you to live out your financial life, Help you to live out your occupational, you know, life. Help you in your environment also to live out what you're supposed to do. Let's do it. As mommy said, 
there are four things, four dimensions that you have to do to be able to keep this body fit to do what you're supposed to do. The first one has to do with your diet. And diet, we talk about diet in two ways. What you're eating and what is eating you. What are you eating? The foods you take. For those of us who are 40 and above, vegetables should be what you should look at. And then what is eating you? That brings your mental health. Brings also other dimensions. What are you thinking about? What are you worried about? What is so much in this world that we are particular about? And I just drop a story that can help you about worries and cares of this world. How many of us had, had um, toys when we were young? You had opportunity to have a toy. You can wave your hand. You had a toy, maybe a doll, maybe a bicycle, maybe something. There's nobody here that didn't have a toy. Now, that toy, was it very precious to you when you were young? You, it was so precious. But today, if someone gives you that toy, will it make any meaning to you? That is what this world is all about. You will outgrow those things you are chasing after, and they will mean nothing to you. Second dimension of uh, the second thing you need to look about after diet is now your lifestyle. What are your lifestyle? Do you sit too much? Do you make sure you have enough activities in your life? You know, there are so many areas of lifestyle. And then again, your exercise. Exercise is very, very important. No matter how old you are, no matter even if you're sick, there are exercises you can do on bed, you can do while seated, you can do while going. And then the final thing is supplementation. It's very, very important for us that we supplement the food we eat because of the type of foods we have here. When I traveled to Owere last week, I got village bananas, and I was carrying that village banana to come to Abuja. Why? Because there was no fertilizer. It was built from soil that is very, very good. So I knew that banana will not be the same as what we buy in Lagos and Abuja. And at the airport, they were looking at me, this woman, why are you just carrying plenty banana as excess luggage, you know? <laughs> and I didn't know bananas where you're going. But it's just to tell you that there's a difference between what you buy in city and what you grow behind your house. So because of that lack in nutrition, you need good supplements. But above all things, take this scripture that God wishes for you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prosperous. And pray ever every dimension of health. God bless us. the Lord. I was wondering whether I should have played one song for us, but um, due to circumstances within my control that I have not controlled, I will not be able to play the songs. But it may be possible tomorrow. It may, it may, 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 may. <clears throat> Yesterday we talked about the www.jubilee. Enforcing Jubilee. 
that we go in the direction of works, warfare, and worship. Yesterday, we highlighted works. Today, it's warfare. I thought we were going to have a lot of time, especially on Saturday. So I had planned a very elaborate uh, workshop, not just teaching, but a workshop. But in view of the circumstances, because we are trained to be flexible, to be able to adjust to situations and circumstances, we will still have a short message, and we'll see how God will help us with the impartation. Before we pray, I'll tell you a story. My grandfather left an inheritance for his sons. My father was one of the sons of my grandfather. And they left him quite an inheritance. And the value of the inheritance has gone up. My father died at the age of 92, about 11 years ago. And he left that inheritance for us, especially the boys. He had five sons. And um, while my father was alive, somebody went and got the consent of the chief of our town and sold that inheritance. And the case had been in court for about 30 years. So when my father died and they asked, what do we do? As usual, they know that uh, these things don't concern me much. You know, because there was a time there was an inheritance my grandfather left. They sold it for all their Chongwa sons. I think that time, 1973 or so, it was, um, my portion was about 3,500. I told my father I was not interested. So it's like $3,500 now, maybe a little more. Because at that time, the Naira was bigger than the dollar. And that was how we were brought up <laughs> when we got born again. Uh, we thought that prosperity was against spirituality. So that uh, when some of our brethren, instead of buying Beetle, they bought 404, we felt they were backsliding. The only problem was that those who criticized them the most, when they wanted to wed, Instead of using beetle, they use 404. <laughs> so when my father died, my brother said, what do we do? I said, this thing is an inheritance. And it's a big insult on us. I'm the first son of my father. I said, for the fact that it was an inheritance, my father was alive. That's why I didn't want to step in. I said, but now will get a superior lawyer who will take it to a higher court. Whatever it will cost, even if it will cost us more than the price of that land, that land must be retrieved from all the people who bought it. Why? Why? It's an inheritance. 
That's what defines today's message. We have an inheritance that God has given to us and the devil has come to steal. The strong man must be bound and we will go back into his place and take what belongs to us. The devil is a thief. We are not thieves. What he has in his house is stole from us. So when we bind him, we go in there and take what belongs to us. That inheritance has to be restored. And I want to thank God that the judge, those people, when they saw the case that was made, they didn't come two times. The judge said once more, if they don't come the next one, that he will give judgment. The judgment is positive on your behalf. Let's rise and say, Satan, take your hands off my inheritance. Go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Take your hands off my inheritance. My inheritance, my financial inheritance, spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, marital, family. Satan, take your hands off my inheritance. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off. Take your hands off my inheritance. Take your hands off my inheritance. In the name that is above every other name. In the name of Jesus. Take your hands off my inheritance. In Jesus' name we are praying. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God, and taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Right now, no matter what the stronghold is, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. Let's pull down every stronghold of the enemy that is working against our inheritance. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pull you down. I pull you down. Whether you are using juju, I pull you down. Whether you want to go through the court, I pull you down. Whatever means you are using, I pull you down. I pull you down in the name of Jesus. I pull you down in the name of Jesus. The name that is above every other name. In Jesus' name we pray. The Bible says, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you receive them. Let's receive, let's take back our inheritance in the name of Jesus. Let's take it back, let's take it back in the name of Jesus. Let's take it back in the name that is above every other name. Take back your inheritance. Take back your inheritance. Take it. It's my inheritance. I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief like, like Satan. 
is my inheritance. I take it back in the name of Jesus. I take it back in the name of Jesus. The more abundant life I receive in the name of Jesus. We're establishing your life. We're establishing my life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. You may be seated, please. Hallelujah. Uh, during the Nigerian Civil War, I was a soldier on the defunct Biafran side. And from what I saw, I don't want my children to see war or go to war. Uh, I was talking with one general. I told him I was a soldier at 16 and retired at 18. He said, he said to me, that is why you were not pensionable. <laughs> but I learned quite a number of things during the war. There is a difference between war and battle. Battle is just one occasion. You likely use the same style, your strategy that you have decided on to crush the enemy. But war is so diversified. The civilians are involved. The leaders are involved. The world community is involved. The enemy you're talking about, there are various sectors. It's not only one sector. So you don't have one style. The way you are fighting in the east may be different from the way you are fighting in the west. Your strategy in the middle may be different. You have to keep changing strategies in order to, to be able to meet the occasion. So we will discuss war first. And then we will use battle to pray. Because the prayer we prayed at the beginning, I will show you a formula that has helped me. It's called bicep formula, like your bicep muscle. You know, when people want to say they are strong, they go, then they do like this. <laughs> so your bicep muscle is how you release faith on the spot against a battle and win it. That if I teach you only that, you won't understand war. War is comprehensive. War involves every form of strategy possible. Like during the Civil War, there was something, ah, I've forgotten the name of it, oh, I've forgotten the name, but everybody was expected to plant at least vegetables in every space of your compound. Because part of what defeated Biafra was hunger, kwashioko, malnutrition. So we had to plant, if, they, if, if the inspectors came around and saw your compound and saw an empty space, they warn you that they would drive you out of that place and put another person. Plant something. Everybody kept planting. Everybody, everybody. Just to make sure some people were preserved. So war involves a whole lot. Where are you going to get the arms from? Where will you get the money to pay for the arms? And since in the den Biafra we couldn't get, so our engineers had to use their brain. So they manufactured things like Obunigwe. 
we had our own gunboats. Uh, the plane we used for bombing was just one very slow plane. But another strategy had to be involved. There were people inside who had to throw the bomb from the window. <laughs> so the plane had to fly low and slowly. And it was a plane that could land on Tad Road. So once it bombed and the federal planes had and they took off, before they come, it has gone on one third road, packed under one tree. It's war strategy. It was strategy. Real strategy. And finally, when it wants to land, where it lands is underground. So you can't see it. And it was flown by an Israeli. <laughs> So war, we, we, the formula we use is A, B, C, D of war. The A, B, C, D of spiritual warfare. And then for battle, we use bicep. How you give the knockout blow. I didn't do boxing a lot. I did just a little karate. With karate, you can beat somebody who is much bigger than you because you know where to hit him and you know how to hit him. Just in, in less than 30 seconds, you can make him fall under the anointing of your power. <laughs> and he may not wake up for a very long time. You know, so that one is the biceps. There is a battle you want to hit. And God will grant us the grace that it takes to succeed in spiritual warfare and succeed in every battle in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the point is this, brethren, that the awareness, we have to get that awareness. When you have that awareness, there will be a, a holy anger that is, that is beefed up in you. It is your inheritance. We are going to read Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to just take like three verses to explain, to apply to warfare and uh, apply to battle. It's, it's our inheritance. It is our inheritance. In fact, it's reminding me of a story. One young man, where we live, we live in a village not far from Redemption Camp. Because his father was the strongest juju man. He went to my wife's school, carried the planks that we were using to build and then took part of the land, put the planks, and then now started uh, molding blocks that he wanted to use to build on that side. When I was told, I said, what? I went there to find us. What are you people doing here? They looked at me like this, from head to toe. Say, go and ask that Baba. There was another Baba Lawo who was living on our street. Say, go and ask him. I said, I don't care who is involved, though. What are you people doing here? I don't want to see you people here by this time tomorrow. Because if I see you here, some of you are going to disappear. They looked at me from head to toe again. And did hmm. So I left. I went to the Babalao that everybody was afraid of. As I was going, I was praying in tongues. I was praying in tongues. So as I got to him, he was making some concoction. So I said, I want to talk to you. He ignored me. I told the wife, I said, please tell your husband I want to talk to him. 
or else I'm living here. If I live here, there will be trouble. Then the man got up and said, something like that. Then I said, and it's about fair wahala, Ari Wahala gone. He said, Kilode. I said, I saw some people playing on the land of my wife's school. And they say you sent them. Why I have come to you is by this time tomorrow, if those people remain there, you are involved. Look, I'm not going to a police station. I will throw you people to where two weeks your family will not find you. So I'm leaving. He said, hey, job. He now prostrated. He said, please, don't be angry. I was not the one that told them. I just told them I know the owner. I said, you know who? Where did you know me from? If you want to know me, don't know me that kind of knowing. Tell them to get out of there. I'm giving you 24 hours. So he prostrated again. Say 24 hours before I see the man, there may be a problem. Give us two days now. I said, okay, because of the way you're approaching it, I give you 48 hours. After that, I said, let me tell you, I don't fight. But when I start fighting, the fight must be finished. If the fight is not finished, it is not over. I'll give you 48 hours. So I left when I got to my house. The boy molding the blocks came with another person. I don't know what they put in their nonsense pocket. And uh, 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 we heard that you said they were molding blocks. I said, are you the one molding it? He said, yes. There's no Sadia. Maybe he's just a bit older than my first son. I said, I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. If I kill you, they will say, see this Baba, he went to kill a small boy. If you kill me, they will say, hey, Baba, small boy kill you. I say, whichever way, you are the winner. I say, but let me tell you. Let me just tell you the first three things I will mention to the police. First three. I'm pitying you to tell you. Number one, you entered the school compound. You entered without permission. You did not enter through the gate. It is called injurious trespass. That's the first. You went there and you carried planks and left the school compound without permission. You will bring all the planks we ever used to build that building. And they are not less than 560. You will tell us where they are. I said, secondly, you see, when you entered and left, there are air conditioners in those places. Did you see that there are four of the air conditioners that have holes without AC? There was no AC there before. Four holes without AC. You will tell the police where the ACs went to. He said, ah, me, my for walk. I said, don't tell me. Did you enter there with permission? Go and tell the police. And not only that, one more, you got people with, with weapons that looked very dangerous and they were threatening my life when I went to my own land. I said, there are 12 things against you. I've just told you three. 
he went on the floor straight. In my mind, I said, I thought they said your father is the most powerful witch doctor. <laughs> I said, I might be no, sir. Lola, Lola. And to I want cement, I want I said, I've already given your friend, that man, 48 hours. After 48 hours, I'll call for inspection. If those things are still there, and like I told your friend, if I start fighting, I don't stop until that fight is over. Don't call anybody to beg me. The ballet of Ibafo, he's, he's begging will not work. Anybody that should beg now, they should beg you to get out of that place. Can somebody say I'm angry with the devil? This one is just temporary things. And what the devil has stolen is immeasurable. God says, I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The devil went, blocked it. God said, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. The devil came to block that one. He said, there shall be none barren in the land. And we, 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 are, we are battling with that one. He says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. The devil went and blocked with his partnership with the world and the flesh. Somebody say, I must take back my inheritance. Please say it loud. Say it in the name of Jesus. That is the essence of our battle. Sometimes you're not fighting for anything excepting for honor. This one is both for inheritance and for honor. Because the devil is a thief. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But thank God that Jesus came, that we might have life, and that we might have it more abundantly. You see, this is the thing with this digital thing. I just touched something now. The thing has escaped to another place. I escaped to chapter 1 when I'm supposed to be on chapter 3. I can preach it without looking at this, you know, but uh, it will take a little more time because I will now be expounding. Uh, let me start because uh, maybe somebody can help me. Just keep scrolling up until you find chapter 3. Just keep scrolling up. Yes, a stands for awareness, A, B, C, D, of warfare. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Don't go too far in case it happens again. <laughs> A stands for awareness. B stands for build up. Build up. C stands for command. Awareness, we need to know what God has given to us and who the enemy is that is stealing it. Be, we need to build up. It's warfare. It's not, we are not just doing wrestling. We are doing warfare. So you build up. In warfare, you mobilize. You build up so that you are strong enough. Then C is command. The best form of defense is attack. Command. So we can attack the devil. We don't just sit back and Keep saying, uh, Satan, I don't know what I have done to you. Every day you're looking for my trouble. Why do you like looking for my trouble like this? It's not good, though. 
Satan is not good, though. If you do that, and he will use you to play World Cup. He will turn you to football. And then the D is delivery. We need to deliver the results. When I finished preparing this message uh, about, um, I had written, oh, I forgot the book. It's a booklet that you can finish in less than one hour if you are a fast reader. So it's, they have brought it, so it's available to those who wish to have it. Uh, I think it's only 500 naira. So you may buy for 10 people. With um, How much can buy for 10 people? 5,000, you buy for 10 people. So don't buy your own alone. Buy for some other people. And some people will say, this Igbo man, ah, I'm a Igbo. I joke with mommy. They cannot be talking about money. <laughs> I told you how we started, that money didn't matter to us. After some time, we suffered some of the consequences. And God taught us that what is evil is the love of money. That's what is evil. <laughs> so, like I was saying, we need to be aware, we need to build up, we need to take command, and we need to deliver the results. Then, when we come to that of the battle, it is boldness, imagination, Command, expect, practice. But that's what we will use when we round off in the prayer session. Um, I was told that there will be a very special meet, prayer meeting about six, so I have to watch my time again. No, it's okay. I've got it. Thank you, sir. I wanted to watch my time again just to make sure that uh, everything is in order. Good. So we are on chapter 3. The war ABCD. And um, if you look at the title, the Jubilee Warfare is our inheritance prevailing warfare. So awareness, I want to use Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 to, to point out the awareness because I want to go straight to the point on most of the things that I'm going to mention. He said, wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, that's the first thing, the awareness your faith in the Lord Jesus makes you part of the commonwealth with Israel, the commonwealth of God. Your faith in the Lord Jesus makes you sit in the heavenly places, makes you joint heirs with Christ. Your faith in the Lord Jesus makes you a saint of God. I remember in 1971 when I gave my life to Christ, one day I, my mother was alone in the sitting room. I went to her. I said, Mama, do you know that I'm a saint now? She looked at me to know whether my head was correct. She said, what did you say, my son? 
I said, Mama, I am now a saint. He said, okay, when your father comes back, I will tell him. So my father came back. She told him. My father was very gentle. I said, hey, if he says he's a saint, is it not a good thing? From then, anything I did, especially if she didn't like it, Saint Achawa, Saint Achawa, you say you are a saint, where are you? Because in their teaching, they felt that a saint must have been someone who had already died. And then those who are alive will now categorize his life to see whether it was good enough to have become a saint. Then the human beings will now classify the person as a saint. But in the Bible, like this verse now, you will see before we finish, you see what I mean. So the first thing to be aware of is my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ makes me eligible not only into the inheritance, but also makes me eligible into the army of God. The fact that I have faith in Jesus Christ. And the fact that anybody who has that active faith in Christ, not dead faith, faith that has no works, active faith in Christ, that person is eligible to enjoy the inheritance and that person is also eligible to be enlisted and is enlisted into the army of the Lord. There's one more thing there. I shared them yesterday, but we are reinforcing. So he said, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the what? All the saints. Love unto all the saints. Faith in Christ, love unto all the saints. So this is why we, we, we have to belong to a definite denomination for the sake of responsibility. But every true child of God must know that any other person who is a real child of God is his brother. In those days, there was a song we used to sing. I don't care what church you belong to, but as long as in Jesus you stand, if by grace through faith you have been saved, you are my brother, so give me your hand. I think the church needs to sing it again nowadays because many of us are getting a bit too denominationalized. We are focusing more on the little things where we differ as children of God instead of focusing more on the many things where we agree as children of God. Brethren, there is the battle that you can fight alone, but there is a battle that requires a corporate anointing. The corporate anointing far exceeds the battle you can fight all alone. Because one will chase a thousand, two will chase how many? Ten thousand instead of two thousand. If two people are alone, separate. One, one thousand, that's two thousand. But if they come together, ten thousand. The Lord grant us spiritual synergy in the name of Jesus Christ. Does he have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he really born again? Does he love the other saints? Faith and love, faith and love, faith and love. Awareness of that. And when the devil comes, those are the two major things he attacks. 
He wants to attack our faith. Because by faith we have access to the inheritance. He wants to attack our love towards the saints so that we don't defend other Christians. We only keep to ourselves. So we have to be aware of that. The awareness is around faith and love. Faith and love. Faith and love. Faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith towards God. Love towards the brethren. Love towards the brethren. Anybody who has faith in the Lord Jesus Christ has access to the inheritance. Anybody who has love towards the brethren has success in distributing the inheritance, in enforcing the jubilee. May the Lord make you an agent to enforce the jubilee in the name of Jesus Christ because we need it. So that is awareness. That's all I want to say about awareness now. Then build up verse 17. <clears throat> Ephesians 1, 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. There's so much to be said about here, but let's just go straight to the point. What do you build up? Let's take the first phrase. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can see worship at play there. Acknowledging God, acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of God, Lords, the Immortal God, the Lord of Hosts, the one who is mighty in battle, who never changes, who never fails. He's the Lord of hosts and he's the God of hosts. The two titles belong to him. He is the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we need? We need to know him more. Build up in the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Build up in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to fight this war effectively, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. He now says, Therefore put on the whole armor of God, but before you're talking about putting on the whole armor of God, you build up yourself. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So may the Lord show us more of himself and show us more of the Lord Jesus Christ. In those days, I used to fear demons, fear witches. Like all these people, this is my father's inheritance that by God's grace, they will not appear in court the next one. Even if they want to come, they will have flat tire. Before they will reach there, the, the judgment has been given. Sometimes they will come, break cola knot, break egg at the entrance of our gate. It's just that I have passed the level where I'll be eating broken cola knot. I would have just been eating their cola knot for them. If only they were dropping it whole, then I'll break it myself and eat. But they will break it, keep it. Who are you threatening? Sometimes when, when they annoy me, I remember the scriptures 
that God drives diviners mad. So all those who are divining for them, madness will overtake their heads. And they themselves, the beats that they have dug, they will fall into it. The person who rolls a, a stone upwards, that stone will roll back on him. The last one they, they, they did, my brother said I should pray dangerous prayer. RTS, return to sender. I told them, let's, let's just block it in. It will not affect anybody. Let's leave it. But that if they, if, let anybody try me there again. I don't want to do seven days. I would have told them, seven, in the next seven days, we will see result. When they ask which result, I say, when it happens, we will see it. Let's build up ourselves in God the Father. Build up ourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to do real warfare, real warfare. <laughs> then the next phrase, the father of glory. Glory, the opposite of shame. In the name of Jesus Christ, we reject shame in our lives. We reject shame in our finances. We reject shame in our marriages. We reject shame in our ministries. We reject shame in our health. We reject shame in our relationships. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because our father is the father of glory. How do we experience more glory? It's by beholding his glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18. That as we behold his glory, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So build up yourself. Build up yourself. There was one guy that he didn't build up himself. He just had that in the name of Jesus you can overcome evil spirits. He went there and pulled down one thing, insulted the, the priest of that juju. And in about seven days, he became mental. Had mental problem. He didn't build up himself. Whereas there was one, he was a janitor, just locking church door. He went to his village. I even wrote a song. He was my friend, OJ, in Ilori. He went to his village to visit his parents and saw one magician, you know, doing charms and walking on bottles. So the man came out. People gathered as usual. OJ told the man, Oga, OJ couldn't speak good English. This thing is not grammar. After all, when Yonder came to Enugu in 1974, a lame man started walking. And Yonder shouted, Give God the glorify! So we gave God the glorify. But the lame man walked. And those of us who could blow grammar, we didn't see lame man walking according to our English language. Another one went to his village and was preaching. One juju man came. Why didn't you take permission from me? Permission from you. I didn't know you are in charge of the village. Are you are the above the village now. Say, so, oh, you're talking to me. Your days are over. No, your days are numbered. When you say your days are numbered, the brother turned to him in anger. Say, your days are over. The man didn't wake up. His days were over, meaning even one day he didn't have. 
OJ, that Juju man got angry with him, danced more, put some more feathers on his head. I said, I will, now I will jump into the bottle after that I deal with you. Look at you, small man like you. Who are you talking to? OJ said, Oga, the thing where they talk will be say, if you did jump for this bottle before, make you no jump today. In the name of Jesus Christ, if you enter this thing, now hospital, where you they go? Man said, what? So the man went back down, down, then ran, jumped up. You know, when you jump up, no reverse gear again. As he landed on the bottle, he tore his legs, and out of the pain, he fell. Part of it tore his back. So as they took him to the hospital, OJ gathered the other people and used broken English to preach to them. 36 decisions were made for Christ. Amen. He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. But build up yourself. Build up yourself. Build up yourself. The next phrase. The Father of glory may give unto thee the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Build up yourself in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Obey the Holy Spirit. Walk in the spirit. Especially in the knowledge of God. You see, this verse 17 is the key to continuous victory in spiritual warfare. Build up yourself with verse 17. Build up yourself towards the Father. Build up yourself towards the Son. Build up yourself towards the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Then, verse 18. Verses 18 and 19, that's where I will stop, is command and delivery. Command and delivery. In verse 18, he says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The inheritance belongs to you. Therefore, if you have the understanding that is deeper than mere knowledge, let me show you how the understanding of this verse 18 could be. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.3, Hebrews 11.3, that through faith we understand. This understanding here, it is also through faith we understand. Through faith the eyes of our understanding are enlightened by the Spirit of God so that we can understand what could not be understood by the mental capacity. That Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, if you remove faith there and you want to understand it to blow your mind, your mind will just scatter. But through faith we understand that the world all the entire universe was framed, architectured, engineered, put into place by the word of God. 
that God didn't lift his hand to create the universe. He spoke it into reality. How can you understand that? It's only by faith. Therefore, your understanding about this our warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. They 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 will work for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I said they will work for you in the name of Jesus. And every stronghold before you will come down. Every stronghold of the enemy in any area of our lives is coming down tonight in the name of Jesus. God will intervene for us because he is our God. So take command with the fresh understanding. The inheritance is my own. It's not Satan's own. As far as God is concerned, God has signed it unto me. Look, as soon as we have that judgment in that inheritance from my father, the lawyer has said once we get it, the next day he will go and get demolition permission. So the, we, we are keeping some money. The next day, bulldozers are running through that land. Bulldozers are running through it. The place is worth quite some money now. Let me not tell you lest you start writing me. Because by the time the judgment is given, we will have a new level of understanding. The inheritance is not only our own, now it's justified by the government. So that comes in your C and D. The command and taking delivery. Taking the delivery of your inheritance. So, he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. The hope of his calling includes on earth here the gifts of the spirit, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, working of miracles, gift of faith, gifts of healing, prophecy, tongues, interpretation, the fruit of the spirit, and several other gifts of the spirit not mentioned in that First Corinthians chapter 12. Then talk of heaven. The summary of the one in heaven we'll talk about tomorrow because the way to access the greatest things with God is not by works. It's not by warfare. But it's by what? Worship. If you said worship, you got it. Ten over ten. Tomorrow we'll talk about the keys. But tonight, tonight na fight. Tonight na fight. I'm sorry that I have changed to broken English. No, there's a level. In those days during the war, they said, um, they will say, uh, when jungle mature, who no, no, go, no. There's a level you, you get to and you are overpowered by the firepower of the enemy. At that time, no matter what the officer is saying, the people are finding their way. The officer has to be a great officer to keep you together when the firepower is so much against you. 
So that time, jungle don't mature. When jungle mature, who no know? Go no. <laughs> this night, jungle don't mature against the devil. Can't you see that our firepower is higher than the firepower of the devil? There is an understanding that has come to us. An understanding by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our firepower is far superior. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So after he had talked about the hope of our calling, Jesus said, I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's why I want the body of Christ to be one. The church is the most potent force on earth. The united church. The church is the most potent force in Nigeria. The united church. When we come together with all our hearts, no force can stop us. And I mean no force. It doesn't matter the strategies and machinations done anywhere. If we come together and call on God, they will start killing themselves. And that is what will happen in the name of Jesus Christ. There was a time I went to a place called Isolu. One of my friends. He told me that in those days that why they remained in that small community, remained Christians, was simple. That they chose what they wanted, that nobody imposed anything on them. That any time there was a group of people coming to fight against them, the whole city will go to the marketplace and they'll begin to beat drums and begin to dance. Then on the roads, they will put palm trees on the roads that those people will use to come. Then they will be dancing, dancing in the marketplace. As soon as those people got to the palm trees, they will look around. You are an idiot. You see you? You are an idiot. A stupid idiot. You non-entity, concombility, lack of no training. Those were the grammar we spoke in primary school. Then they will start fighting themselves. Start killing themselves. And when those behind see them, those ones will run. It will seem as if a bee is chasing them. And that was not by the power of God. And yet he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Any child of God you can unite with to pray, please unite. Unite together. Anything you can do to get the body of Christ to unite in this our nation, let's unite. We are the most potent force in this nation. And we are the most potent force on earth. John Knox that had been mentioned, the Queen of England, John Knox was of Scotland. The Queen of England said, more than all the armies of Scotland, I fear the prayers of John Knox. More than all the, all the armies of Scotland, I fear the prayers of John Knox. And, and the Queen knew what she was saying. We are the most potent force. We must not live in fear. Let's have faith in God. There's no storm that can be more terrible than that one. And the Lord Jesus was sleeping in it. 
or another terrible storm and Jesus was walking on it and Peter walked with him. We are more than what? Conquerors. We are more than conquerors. So, with the enlightening of our understanding, what we are going to do now by the grace of God is to pray. And to pray, I want you to take one point in your life, one, one of the battles you have been facing. You will use your bicep muscle, your bicep formula. Say Superman. In my secondary school, one man we used to call Kiliwi Wanchuku. He came to our school. He brought they brought rope, and the senior boys, twenty of them were on one side, and Kiliwi Wanchuku held the rope. He tied it to his hand. He held it like this. He did. He told them to pull. They pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled. When they got tired, he did and did like this. And they just fell. <laughs> they just fell. We are more than supermen because we've got the Holy Ghost. Because our understanding is renewed. Because our knowledge of God is greater. And if God be for us, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors because he loves us. He is mighty in battle. He is glorious in holiness. He is the wonder-walking God. He is our rock of ages. He takes us from the merry clay and sets our feet on solid rock. He has not changed and he will never change. The same yesterday, today and forever. The almighty God so whatever your challenge is, number one, be bold. Why should you be bold? Look at it, the understanding. There's a new understanding. It's your inheritance, it's your own that the devil has come to try to steal, to kill and destroy. Bold, be bold, bicep. Then the eye, imagination. Imagine the greatest thing happening. Imagine the, the results you want. Don't imagine a, a negative thing. Even today, even if you are still afraid, let me tell you, because of the anointing of God in this place, God will still intervene for you. Yeah. It happened to me in 1975. I used to go for evangelism with one brother when we were in Ghana. And one of the days as I called him, he couldn't get up from the bed. I, I said, what's this kind of thing? He couldn't raise his hands, he couldn't raise his legs. So he was just talking gently. I said, let me go and call ambulance. My imagination was ambulance. He said, Rajas, pray for me. Pray for me before you go. I laid hands on him. As I laid hands on him, what do you think was in my imagination? Ambulance. I prayed the shortest prayer possible and left him. As I was heading to the door, what was in my imagination? Ambulance, hoping that I won't come back and the brother is gone. So as I opened the door to go out, he shouted, Brothers, brothers, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. He just sprang up from the bed and just ran and hugged me. 
His body that was feeling hot when I laid hands on him in less than one minute returned to normal temperature. That's why I said, even if your imagination is wrong, today, whether you like it or not, by fire, by force, by fire, by force, because there is a corporate anointing in this place, because there is an agreement before God in this place, God will intervene for you. God will intervene for you. God will intervene for you in the name of Jesus. Whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not, the only thing is in case you are not born again, before we start the prayer, I'm going to ask those who, who are not even sure whether they are born again or not, so that we'll just pray for you first, even though tomorrow we'll make a major altar call, but we'll pray for you. Because sometimes when this kind of prayer is going on, there are some people who can't access it because they don't have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love towards the other saints. So your imagination. Now, I want you to begin to imagine what you want. Imagine it. Imagine it. Begin to see it. Begin to see it. If it's the fruit of the womb, I, I receive triplets for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Two boys, one girl. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever. Imagine them. Imagine them. You are taking care of them. Just like we are taking care of our grandbaby. Awolomi. That's what the Yorubas will call it. Awolomi. Congratulations for putting your hand inside water regularly. So we are congratulating you ahead of time. In Jesus' name. So imagination. What did we call the formula again? Bicep. I thought you have remembered to forget. C and E and P go together. You command, you expect, then you practicalize. You command, you expect, you practicalize. Because you have a new understanding. But B and I are the foundations. Boldness because of God. Imagination because of a new understanding. When you have those two, then C and E and P. You command. You attack the devil. Don't stay there defending yourself. Have you picked a battle line now? Have you picked a sector? Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to pray? When we finish praying, we'll pray for those who need to be born again. Let's rise. Let's rise. I want to take authority against any force that is militating against your inheritance. In general, first of all, whether it's of the world, of the devil, or of the flesh, whatever it is, I pull down your stronghold. Let's pull down the strongholds now. Brethren, let's pray. This is warfare. This is warfare prayer. This is warfare prayer. Whatever this the force is, whether it's from the village, whether it's from the city, whether it's from the enemies around, whether it's from witches or wizards, wherever, pull down now. Pull down the strongholds. Pull down, pull down, pull down. Pull down the strongholds. Pull them down. Pull them down in the name of Jesus. Pull them down. Pull them down. 
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now take a particular aspect of your life where you need a miracle urgently and pray about it. And let's receive that miracle so that from tomorrow we start giving the testimonies. This is the time to receive your miracles. Begin to receive it. Begin to receive it. Begin to receive it. Some of us don't seem to understand what I'm saying. In Jesus' name we pray. I may need to tell you one story so you will, need, you will understand. One brother came to me and he said, I used to have five cars. Now I have only one. That one is lying on his stomach. I understood what he meant. The tires are off. No money to run it. He said, I'm owing two years rent. I said, what happened? He said, I went to my village and gave bags of rice and tomatoes and onions to everybody above 70 years old. People like me would have gotten that his award. And as I was going back, I had an accident. My friend that borrowed one of my cars, I'm robber stole it. Just like that, four cars disappeared. As he was saying it, I said, ah, but I'm seeing a cage. And I'm seeing all kinds of money. I'm seeing dollar, naira, pounds in a cage. Why, why did you go to store your money in a cage? He said, ah, thank God, oh, thank God. I said, thank God for what? He said, I just came back from my village this weekend. And one of the elders called me apart. and said, my son, what you did three years ago was good. But three of the elders decided that why must it be you, not their son? And they have carried all your money and locked it in a cage. If you can find somebody who will open it, then it will return to you. I said, while you were telling that story, I saw a hand with a sword, bright like the fluorescent tube. And it cut through, and the money came up. And I said, bro, if you don't collect your money now, I will collect it. <laughs> he started very vigorously. Before the end of that year, he sold a house in Victoria Island. And, you know, some of those houses are 300 million. So they will give you like 5%, which is something to start with. And he had so much success that he very easily married an evil girl. Paid, paid all the bride price. <laughs> but when I told him, I said, bro, your money has left the cage. It's hanging in the air. If you don't take it, I will take it. Brethren, that's what I'm telling you now. Your inheritance is before you. Take it in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. It's your inheritance. Take the offensive. Take the command. Take the command with great expectation. Whatever your inheritance is, Whatever it is, take it in the name of Jesus. It is yours. It is yours. It is yours. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. It is yours. It is yours. It is yours. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it. Be bold. Be bold. Take it. 
Imagine that inheritance coming to you bountifully. God doing exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. Take it. Take it by your imagination. Command. Command. Take authority. Command. Take it. Take it as you expect it. Receive it. And begin to practicalize. Begin to confess that you've got it. You've got it in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you've got it. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours in the name of Jesus. It's yours. Take it in the name of Jesus. It is yours right now, right now, right now. Don't say tomorrow, right now. Father, I take it. I take my inheritance. I take it. Whether it's marriage, whether it's business, whether it's money, whether it's ministry, whether it's health, whatever it is, take it, take it, take it. Take it. Family matters. Take it in the name of Jesus. Protection. Security. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. It's yours. It's yours. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please put your hand on your head. Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive the anointing that destroys yokes. Therefore, every yoke of the devil from any direction, we destroy now in Jesus' name. You yokes be destroyed in Jesus' name. Be destroyed in Jesus' name. Be destroyed in Jesus' name. Father, we receive your presence. We receive your power. We receive your glory. We reject every shame. We pull down every stronghold in the name of Jesus. We receive our inheritance in the name of Jesus. We receive our inheritance in the name of Jesus. We receive our inheritance in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, Father. Thank you, mighty God. As we are praying right now, anybody here, you want us to pray for you, you want to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you just lift your right hand above your head. And the ushers will come and give you a card wherever you are. Just lift your right hand above your head. I want to pray for you right now. So I want to start praying. Wherever you are, just lift your right hand above your head. And God will give you that assurance of salvation. And what he has done for us tonight will also be your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, intervene in these lives. Let there be a cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ. The power of your Holy Spirit visiting them and strengthening them and filling them. Let there be assurance of salvation. Let your name be exalted. Let your name be glorified. For you alone are God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now I want all of us to lift our hands to the Lord and ask him for an unusual anointing in tomorrow's service. Go ahead and pray.
We hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to centralparishradio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.